Welcome to the bonus podcast. We're doing an encore series in the next few weeks, replaying the bonus podcasts from the past few years, which have grabbed people's attention and have generated lots of conversations and emails. We'd love to hear your questions and responses. Email us at bonus at northview.org. Welcome to another Spring Break Bonus Podcast. I am Thalia, I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm sitting with Crystal. Hello. Pastor of Women, and Kathleen. Hi. And she is the Women's Ministry Intern, and Sterling, you all know Sterling. Hi. <laughs> she is the right-hand person for Crystal. Actually, you're at her left hand, you sit right beside her. Technically left hand, yep. Yes. Left hand. I, get, I get the window. <laughs> <laughs> so we are sitting here today. And the topic for today will be mentoring. But before we get into that, Crystal's just going to give us a little bit of an update on what's happening in women's ministry. Ah, after uh, spring break, we're going to start up a new study on the book of Ephesians. And it's going to be running in um, Abbotsford and in Mission, two different places. Yeah. Uh, Abbotsford and Mission on Monday nights, both. And then uh, in Abbotsford on Wednesday mornings. Uh, the dates and the times and everything are all on the website, so we encourage you to look it up. If you look on, there's a thing to click on campus um, at the top of our new website, and if you click on Abbotsford or Mission, you'll see the different options. Yeah. So it's going to be on the book of Ephesians. We wanted to have a study that talked about the church and what the church means in this new life of being the church with a new campus. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. So we're excited about that. I was thinking about the Mission campus. If you are a listener and you prefer small groups, you might be interested in joining the Mission campus on Monday night. Because mm-hmm. it's a smaller group than your Monday night here at Abbotsford campus. Yeah, well, it'll be a whole new group too. Yeah. So there won't be mm-hmm. there won't be set uh, people like yeah set groups already. But so. if you're from Abbotsford, they would be comfortable with the teachers because they would know the teachers. Yes. Okay. So it'll be Thalia, uh, Carolyn, and myself doing the teaching on Monday nights there, and then a bunch of other people uh, doing the teaching on Monday nights here. So myself again, and Thalia, Nancy Steiger. Um, Carol Duskin, Leslie Allison here, and then on Wednesday morning, Sterling's going to add to the rotation, and uh, Rebecca Meeker, oh, and Kathleen is also going to teach Monday nights, so yeah, so there'll be a good group of us, a lot of variety, so that'll be really fun, yeah. I'm looking forward to that, and to have each woman shares and teaches so differently, uh, but we'll all be looking through Ephesians together, so people will bring out different aspects based on who they are, and it's exciting. I know, it's going to yeah. be good. Yeah, so we can sign up online, we'd love you to register ahead of time if you could. Yes, you would. It yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> makes it so much easier yeah. to know how many people to get ready for. And I guess we should talk about Easter Sunday. That's mm-hmm. coming up, not this weekend, but the weekend after. So pretty quick. Yeah, I get to MC in mission actually that week. So we're having, a, I think, a 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m. <laughs> service there and then a 10.30 service. So that'll be fun. That'll be my first time MCing there. It's and the then, same service. Yeah. But there are hot cross buns at the 7.30 a.m. service. Yeah. yeah, extra incentive to get people there. <laughs> and then here at Northview, the same service times as normal, plus as well as 7. Thir- is it 7.30 7:30. or 7 o'clock? 7.30 here, yeah. yeah. And a good hot fr- cross buns. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to a 7.30 a.m. You haven't service. come to the ones no. before? Oh, okay. No, it's a little early for me, but yeah. I am this year at the Abbotsford campus. I've committed to that. So I get a hot cross bun. I am. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> That's I'll probably stop at Tim Hortons first. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be motivation. Yeah, it'll be good. And we also have Good Friday services here, yeah. four o'clock and six o'clock on Good Friday. And last year I went to the citywide in Abbotsford. It was at Seven Oaks. I don't know what it is this year, so probably the same. If it is, I'll I might go to that. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was fun. It was very interesting. And there are citywide services in mission at Cedar Valley Mennonite. I know because I had to announce that. <laughs> when you're emceeing in mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, so we, today we're going to talk about mentoring. And we are doing this topic because Crystal and Sterling and I, and Kathleen, do you get asked this question all the time about mentoring? Or not so much? Not really. Okay. It's more you guys. Okay, so the three <laughs> of us get asked a lot. Actually, almost every week, somebody yeah. will ask me about whether we have mentoring at Northview. So I'm going to be the MC. I'm going to ask Crystal a lot of these questions, but the rest of us will pitch in. So, Crystal, do we have a mentoring program in women's ministry? No. There is no button that you can click on on the website for that. (laughs) What about in any other department in our church? Do we have a mentoring program, like an official mentoring program? Not official, no. Like in men's ministry, um, none of the other ministries have that. We have an internship program, which some people see as a mentorship. um, And there is a small component of mentoring in that, but... You know, out of the 80 hours that Kathleen and I spend together in two weeks, there's maybe one hour that's one-on-one. Okay. So it's a, more of a just come alongside and learn the ministry just by absorbing and walking alongside. It's not a specific, it's not designed as just a one-on-one mentorship right. program. It's more a group training, group classes, group involvement in the church. Okay. So, and we have the teaching associate program, which is very similar. similar. Yeah. So someone like Greg Harris would just be doing life of the church as a normal pastor and would have occasional meetings here and there. You know, that might be one-on-one, but it's not a not a regular focus of that's what they're doing every week. Yeah, so if yeah. you're looking at the website, just like Crystal said, there is no button that says mentoring. Mm-hmm. Now, Sterling, do we have plans to start an official mentoring program at any point soon? No, we do not. <laughs> okay, so that's good to know for people. So, Crystal, are you mentoring anyone now outside of Sterling and Kathleen? No, no one on an individual basis. Every year I have different groups, like a discipleship group maybe of 12 or 15 people that I will work through curriculum with as a kind of a test group, um, do those kind of things. And then I work with all the leaders that are under me mm-hmm. uh, as a commission, women's commission. We meet as a group. Um, I'll meet with the teachers who are working in our departments and we'll meet as a group and do training and teaching. But it's all group kind of mentality group mentorship group mentorship group yeah so there's lots of leadership training going on yeah. it's just happening in group settings of you know six to 15 people kind of at all times yeah so yeah. if you don't have a mentor and you're not mentoring someone where do you get your support i wonder if people would be wondering that um it would just be a variety of different people depending on the need i think for what kind of support i need um all the pastors on staff here are great and mm-hmm. i've gone to lots of different people for lots of different things um, friends, uh, my husband, when I need to talk through things on a really practical level, my parents. Um, there's other women leaders in the church or in the community too um, that I've connected with that I'll ask questions of or they'll be praying for me. So I have, yeah, lots of relationships with people. I just don't have someone that I meet with weekly or regularly um, on a specific agenda or curriculum, I guess. Okay, so if we think that mentoring is something that's good, um, where would we get this from in the Bible? So, Where would people come up with this idea that mentoring is good and they should be mentored, and so why don't we have this program? Where would they get that from? Right. So the whole word mentoring is not even a biblical word, um, but we see examples of it throughout Scripture. So in the Old Testament, uh, you have times like with Moses had Joshua as his right-hand guy all the way mm-hmm. through his ministry. And so Joshua kind of learned the ropes as he was just walking alongside Moses and everything that he was mm-hmm. doing. Uh, You see Samuel being trained by Eli. He comes as a young boy to the temple, and he's trained by him. Um, Jesus with his his disciples. Um, But again, that's a group. He's training the 12, and every once in a while he'd take out the three 
Um, but it was kind of a, a training and a mentorship by example and by walking through life together with them. Yeah. Uh, later, Barnabas and Paul, like if you look through Acts and then the epistles, you see them kind of building into individual people's lives. So we see this model happening um, where people are having people walk alongside them in ministry and then these people are kind of going on and branching off into their own mm-hmm. ministry after that person dies or after they get new responsibility. So it's something that's shown within scripture. Uh, Titus 2 is one of the big chapters that is kind of used for both men and women. I'll just read um, a little part of that. It's actually uh, more towards women in terms of a mentorship focus, uh, how people read it, but it says, Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. And this is the part that people focus on. Uh, This is verse 3. They are to teach what is good, and so train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. And so people will take this passage to say that younger women, or sorry, older women, are supposed to be in mentoring relationships with younger women. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit as we go on, because I yeah. think there's definitely a call for older women to train and to teach. Uh, what that looks like, though, is maybe what we need to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So in any way, if you're listening to us, we want to validate that mentoring is important and valuable, yeah. and we see examples of it in Scripture. Mm-hmm. So we don't in any way want to slam it or knock it or anything like that. But if we see such good examples in Scripture, then why have we not done mentoring in women's ministry, or why don't we now? And I know that we have thought about this topic in advance, and so we have some advantages and disadvantages that we've put out for our listeners to look at both sides of the mentoring. Yeah, to think it through. Yeah, Yeah. to think it through. Okay, so let's first look at the advantages of mentoring. What are some that we have come up with? Well, for me, just to have older women who have greater life experience then me has been really beneficial to just be able to see how they live life, ask yeah. questions. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's one of the neat things of your job is you get to bump into lots of women of all different yeah. kinds of ages, right? And ask There's like 120 mentors. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I do, yeah. At one time, on a Wednesday morning. <laughs> well, I know for sure that um, just as I, how I am as a person, it's a lot easier for me to, for me to talk one-on-one with people yeah. than it is in, in groups. So that's definitely... Um, a benefit having the opportunity to just kind of single somebody out a little bit and to yeah. pick their brain. Mm-hmm. It's uh, easier to do that for me with um, just another person, and they can be a lot more candid with you yeah. in that kind of environment too. And that's, uh, yeah, that's been really helpful in the past. Yeah, that's like true. It. Yeah. Um, another advantage is just that practically families are more fragmented now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, you know, a couple of generations ago may have lived close to their mom or their grandma. Um, people that they can naturally ask questions to or their aunts or people mm-hmm. that had grown up in the same community and now it's more people are more all over the place and they maybe don't have those natural relationships of people they can ask questions to so yeah. having that within the church um, there's an advantage to that for sure having those relationships mm-hmm. and the way that our church is structured like a large church you still might be missing that sometimes because mm-hmm. we're divided by age you've got your young adult group and your youth group and so mm-hmm. It's good to have to be intentional about finding people of different ages and experiences because we might not we might not have a reason to meet those people with things we regularly go to. And there's enough people to get to know within our own age group. Yeah, like to think of moving beyond those steps can be yeah, exhausting can be sometimes. A lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I will hear repeated stories of women that we know that have been helped by having an official mentoring relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
someone that's spoken into their life over a long mm-hmm. time and been an encouragement mm-hmm. or yeah. been like an adopted grandma yeah. those kind of people exactly. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so what are some of the disadvantages then well, we've tried to set this up in the past. Uh, we actually had one women's retreat where we spent a significant amount of time uh, promoting it and then trying afterwards to set up some kind of programs. And we found that lots of people want to be mentored, but not very many people wanted to be the mentors. Yeah. There was People felt they were dis- not disqualified, but unqualified uh, for that role. They didn't like that pressure of feeling like they needed to, they had to be a mentor. So people weren't willing to put up their hands for that. Or they said, I will mentor somebody if someone else will mentor me. <laughs> like it was this, a little bit of, a, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And for me, the disadvantage in mentoring is that you learn from only one person. Mm-hmm. And you don't get the diversity of thoughts and opinions that come with a group. So years ago, there were four of us that got together to do a little bit of a mentoring, sort of accountability relationship. And I wouldn't have chosen the Those four, four of people? us. Yeah. yeah. One was particularly opposite for me. And I probably, you know, if in my total humanness would have said, well, maybe not that person, but realized later that having that diversity, I learned a lot from every single one of those women. And sometimes even particularly from the one that was very different than myself. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge learning experience Hmm. for me. Yeah, I mean, um, in Bible college, I led a life group one or two times and uh, having been part of one, I know for sure that... In some situations, the leader you get stuck with isn't always the most natural fit for you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Put that lightly. <laughs> Sometimes. But I think in those situations, the best thing you can do is to, um, well, as the leader, just try to learn uh, from the person that you don't mesh with very well. Just get take the time to understand why their brain works that way and yeah. to simply appreciate it. Yeah, an attempt to respect it. You're saying it's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, it can. Yeah, it's just it can be dicey, right? Because sometimes you can come from very different understandings, mm-hmm. and just how you approach things can clash mm-hmm. a lot. So it can become a very tricky relationship to navigate. Yeah, and then when yeah. when things become awkward for us, we often just withdraw because rather than yeah. hurt somebody's feelings. We'll just say, oh, I can't make it this week, or oh, yeah. maybe we'll Stop do it next week. Yeah, and we'll slowly kind <laughs> yeah. of withdraw from a situation yeah. because it is just awkward for us. Yes. And yeah. we don't want to, yeah, continue that relationship. Yeah, but the good thing about those awkward relationships is usually mutual. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you usually can both tell. So this if it awkward. gets that yeah. bad, you can just like. Just voice it? Yeah, just like bring it up lightly. <laughs> just like, hey, you know, we're not like the. They'll be like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then you'll just be fine. <laughs> or something. Like you'll, you'll figure it out, usually. <laughs> it usually ends up boring. You know? It's painful, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think another disadvantage when you have an official program is just the, the pressure that it puts on mentors. And I think, like what you were saying about the retreat with nobody wanting to be a mentor, it's because there's this immense pressure of, I need to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to fix this person's life. And yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, which isn't what we were intending. <laughs> no. But that's the but that's how people feel. feel. That's, that's, how, that's feel. how people would interpret it. Yeah, because yeah, we all know that all of us have stuff and we're going through life. Mm-hmm. Trying to do the best we can and we'll mess up here and there. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, but there's feel like this pressure that you need to have it a certain amount of things together. The time commitment can be a huge disadvantage too. Um, people have busy lives and to yeah. think of slotting another thing in uh, is just daunting for people. Often. Yeah. And many women don't realize what they have to offer. They don't necessarily realize 
their own skills, their wisdom, maybe some of the things they've gone through, they don't feel qualified, and we talked about that before, that they can actually sort of give something to someone of a different age. No, because you slowly learn lessons yourself, so they don't seem so such a big deal. Mm-hmm. You don't see the aha moments in it anymore. No. But for somebody else hearing you speak, they're like, oh, that's really good, wise words. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. I know for us in women's ministry and in the care department, we may think that we know a lot of people at Northview, but we don't really know everyone very well. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to make good matches. So people will phone me or phone Crystal and ask us to set them up with someone, but I don't even necessarily know the full personality of the person I'm talking to, never mind somebody who would be a good fit. Yeah. So it's really hard for me or for Crystal or Sterling to make that kind of a match. It's mm-hmm. easier if people make their own matches. Yeah, that happens naturally. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sterling, you had a funny story about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes, like I'm in the young adult age group, and sometimes girls my age will ask me about finding a mentor or they want to be connected with a mentor and I, I just tell them to to trick the older women <laughs> I, mean, I mean not to scare anyone but <laughs> just to Your go gigs up now. <laughs> my secrets out yeah. but just to go to something go to where you're going to find women like a women's bible study or or go where you're going to meet people volunteer and just start asking questions and listen to their life stories and their experiences they don't need to know that they're mentoring you <laughs> It's a friendship, right? And you can ask, oh, hey, how did you do this? And how did you work through this thing in your life? But you don't have to. It doesn't have to be all formal. It doesn't have to be formal. You can just sort of naturally go, and you're intentionally learning from that person, but but you don't have to tell them you are. <laughs> that's great. And that's not taking anything out of anybody else's time. Or no. you're going to places where you'd mutually be together anyways. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. Crystal, you had some biblical verses that you wanted to bring to this topic. Um, I just was looking at, you know, as I looked at this whole idea of mentoring within the Bible and saw all these great examples, uh, the other things that people pointed to were just verses uh, in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, and Philippians 4, verse 9, where Paul just talks to the whole church and says, just follow my example as I follow the examples of Christ. So he's putting himself kind of in a mentoring role, but not to a one-on-one person. He's saying to the whole church, like, I'm living this way, follow me. Um, And so he's not seeking out individual people. He's just saying, as a group, uh, follow what I'm doing, follow follow in the way of Christ. In 1 Peter 5, verse 3, uh, Peter's talking to the elders of the church, and he's saying, be examples to the flock. Mm -hmm. So again, it's this idea of this group mentorship. Like, yes, you are a leader, but you're mentoring kind of this group underneath you, the whole flock. So it's not talking about one-on-one all the time. So I, I think what we're seeing as we go through the Bible is that there are specific um, times where there's one-on-one mentorship that happens, like we talked about Samuel and Eli and, and Moses and Joshua, but there's also lots of just group mentorship that happens as people lead and as people follow them, mm-hmm. and there's relationships that take place and occur in training that happens. So it doesn't have to be individualized. People read Titus 2 and they think, oh, this is a model for individualized one-on-one. Well, it doesn't say that one-on-one. It just says women, older women train the younger women to do yeah. these things. So that can be in a group, that can be informally over coffee, that can be um, in a formal setting where they're teaching a class. Yeah. But it's not prescribed that it has to be a one-on-one relationship. So then with that, how do we see mentoring happening in women's ministry? So basically, like that way, like I said, as I'm leading groups, people, I'm leading people in groups, and we're learning together, and we're learning from each other's wisdom, and through scripture, mostly, uh, primarily, and then as we reflect on scripture and how it impacts our life, we're learning together. 
Um, when we come, when you come to a women's ministry event, you'll be assigned, well, not assigned, you'll be able to choose a table group to be part of, and there'll be seven other women around that group mm-hmm. who can be potentially mentors for you, or you can be mentors for them, and they can go vice versa. Yeah. We had mm-hmm. one woman who came in one time just very broken herself, and about three weeks in, she realized that she had stuff she could offer to somebody else, right. and she was able to feel like she could give, too. She wasn't coming in only mm-hmm. wanting to receive. Yeah. And so I think that group setting... It's just really healthy, and you can find a group of people. And if that, if after a semester you want to choose a different group because there's nobody there that really, you know, you feel you can learn that much from, then that's fine too. <laughs> like it's fluid, it's open. There's nothing awkward. There's nothing forcing you into a set group of people. Because we often want to, or maybe I should speak for myself. I know that I often would love to just pick my own table mm-hmm. and pick my own people at that table. People that I sort of designate as people that I want to hang out with or learn from, or that kind of thing. But the benefit I see in women's ministry at the table is it's a mixed group of people of ages and stages of life and experiences, and it initially feels awkward and uncomfortable, and you think, how am I going to survive this table? <laughs> and then eventually, over the course of the 12, what, often 12 weeks yeah. that you have a session, yeah. there the friendships are formed, and it, it's just amazing to see the bonding that happens because we are Christian women. Mm-hmm. And we can speak to each other's lives. Yeah, and we're studying scripture together, yeah. and it's impacting us and changing mm-hmm. us. And we're way too quick to make snap judgments about people mm-hmm. based on a first conversation I or a first encounter. We don't realize the depth of experience and wisdom and insight that that person has. Mm-hmm. And we need to spend the time. You need to invest yeah. in people. And then you'll see the riches that they have to offer you. So, yeah. It's such a benefit to have diversity in your relationships. And we don't necessarily always seek that out, but when you kind of find yourself with a mix of people you don't know they're all so different from mm-hmm. each other and yeah they can offer things that you wouldn't have expected yeah no i know for me in the care department i often will have people come with a specific difficult issue and i will often offer okay would you like to meet with another woman that's gone through something similar and sometimes they'll take me up on it but actually quite often they won't hmm. and that's very interesting to me they don't always want to meet with someone who's gone through a similar issue. So it is possible, but it's not a mentoring thing. It's a little more of a casual sort of coffee thing, just so they realize they're not alone and there are other people at Northview with these kinds of issues. Hmm. Yeah. So I would say, if you are an older woman out there listening to this, to think about the wisdom that you have, to think about the experiences you've gone to, through, to be willing to engage with younger women who come asking you questions. I think sometimes a fear of older women is that the younger they feel like the younger women don't want to connect with them or they mm-hmm. feel like they're insecure about how to connect or the younger women will judge me or whatever. And just say, no, like the younger women want that kind of relationship. So get over your own fear about reconnecting with that and be willing to share and be willing to be part of groups. Yeah. And for younger women, I'd say, yeah, don't feel like women's ministry is any kind of barriers that you have to be married with kids yeah. this many kids and a stay-at-home mom or whatever in order to come you had a great yeah. table Kathleen this mm-hmm. last year and yeah, Monday awesome. night bible study and they were all a lot of young girls there and then a couple older people and it yeah. was just great to see yeah a bunch in their 20s um so don't categorize it as that and stay away because Mm -hmm. uh, there's people of all ages there and it's just a great way to find mentors and if there is somebody and if you're going through a tough time and you see somebody in that room that you think can really help you just approach them and say look I'm really struggling with this because of the story you shared one day or because of this I think you could maybe help me walk through it and just take the courage to do that yeah I think that'd be great yeah 
And when people do it, it's, it's exciting and it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. But you have to be there initially to build those relationships, to know who those people would be yeah. that you can ask. That's what we would say is get yeah. involved in a group. And if it's not women's ministry because that doesn't work for your schedule or whatever, then get involved in some other small group. Yeah. We have um, other people who meet with Christians from you know their school or from right. whatever. You know, in the way they're serving through kids ministry, we have groups that have formed out of that, or maybe they're vertical edge leaders or whatever. Yeah. The precepts group here as well yeah. on Thursday nights. There's lots of people there. And as you listen to them share, if you're at the precepts group and you think there's a woman there that you'd like to connect with, yeah, take the step and go mm-hmm. do it. Make that connection. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Okay, well, it's a shorter podcast today because I think we've sort of exhausted the topic. <laughs> <laughs> but you can feel free to email us or phone us or talk to us in the hallway about this and push and pull on this topic as we appreciate that. We're always open to that. Mm-hmm. Crystal, would you mind praying for us? No, I do not mind. Lord, I thank you um, for any moments that there are, um, that there's a willingness for us to learn and to be taught by others. Lord, I thank you for the times you bring us to those places of humility where we know that we need others' input into our life, that we don't understand uh, where we're supposed to go and how we're supposed to go there. And Lord, I just thank you that you place us within a body and within a community so that we can ask those questions of other people who maybe have been somewhere before um, can help us find the way. So Lord, I thank you uh, that you are a God of relationships and that you put people together. Lord, I just pray for the women of our church. I pray for people who are struggling, who want um, input from older, from more mature women, Lord. I pray that you would give them the courage just to come out, to be part of some of the things that are going on here at Northview and to find uh, women who can speak into their lives. And in that process, Lord, I pray that you'll also help them to understand what they have to offer to others so that we can be mutually blessing each other. Uh, Lord, I just thank you uh, for all the women in this church who are willing to give of their time and to give of their energy uh, and to share with others around them. I thank you for all our table leaders and for all, all, all our large group leaders, our precepts leaders, Lord, all the women who are willing to invest in others. I just pray that you would bless them for that and that you would open all of our eyes to the ministry opportunities that we have right at our fingertips mm-hmm. with our daughters and their friends and uh, our neighbors, um, all the ways that we can show your love. So Lord, uh, we pr- praise you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to speak on these things and just pray that you continue to lead and guide us as we seek to follow you. In your name, Jesus. Amen.